Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank, Now What? Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me for another Now What Wednesday. Appreciate each and every, every single one of you who tunes in each week to listen to the show, to learn lessons from our amazing guests who have had quite the experience in life and are now paying it forward for all of us. Today on the podcast... We are getting into a hot topic and hot flashes and talking all things about perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause with my special guest, Alison Blada, who is joining us all the way from Europe. Yeah, we're going to be talking and digging in on this really hot topic, especially for this age group that... I am in now as I just celebrated my 43rd birthday. So I guess I'm now considered mid, mid 40s. Is that right? Anyways, it's a really interesting time, this mid 40s life, because on one side, I have friends who are still getting pregnant and conceiving babies. And on the other side, I have girlfriends who are showing signs and symptoms of perimenopause. So this like mid 40s time frame is a bit of a mixed bag. Would you not agree? (laughs) Yeah, we're getting a little bit of everything, you know, pregnancy announcements, but also, you know, menopause talk and all that other stuff. So I'm super grateful for Allison for coming on the show today, and we are going to unpack all of it. (laughs) So let's learn a little bit about Allison. She is a registered nutritional and beauty therapist. She has worked in the health and wellness industry for over 30 years, specializing in menopause, women's, and women's health. She runs her own online clinic, helping women globally manage the negative symptoms of perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. Her mission is to support her clients with bespoke changes to diet, health, mindset, and lifestyle so they can harness their hormones and get their confidence and sparkle back. She believes that all women, no matter what age, deserves to reclaim their health and feel great. Life is too short to suffer symptoms that hold you back. Every woman has the right to feel and look amazing in midlife. She supports time-poor, busy midlife women who are stressed, depressed, gained weight, and have lost their confidence, amongst other things. So without further ado, let's get to the now what. Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friends, have you ever had that I just feel so bloated, now what moment? (laughs) Me too, and that's when I reach for my Green's Gut Glow Drink. Yep, I can sip my way to healthier looking skin, support my digestive system, and get an extra scoop of greens all in one bundle that helps me de-bloat. This nutritious trinity includes three of my favorite Arbonne Nutrition products, Be Well Superfood Greens, Gut Health Digestion and Microbiome Support, and Skin Elixir Collagen Support. I drink this every day. The greens 
just one scoop of this versatile vegan superfood powder delivers a blend of 36 fruits and vegetables in each serving for a boost of greens, featuring fiber, photonutrients, along with a natural deep green color courtesy of blue-green algae derived from spirulina, chlorelia, wheatgrass, and barleygrass. Just one scoop provides me with the benefits of eating a full color spectrum of fruits and vegetables. Minding my gut's microbiome is a must, and this delicate balance of bacteria helps support favorable gut flora. Designed to support the benefits of a healthy diet, this plant-powered natural health product mixes easily with water, so its blend of probiotics and enzymes can work synergistically with my body to help support gastrointestinal health. Its ingredients include inulin from chicory root and 3 billion CFUs of bacillus coagulant probiotics plus enzymes that act as a digestive aid. This natural health product helps support favorable gut flora while helping to digest proteins and contains ginger, which traditionally used in herbal medicine to help relieve digestive upset. For the glow, I'm sipping my way to healthier looking skin. This acai or dragon fruit flavored vegan natural health product features antioxidant vitamin C to help in collagen formation to maximize healthy bones, cartilage, teeth, and gums, silicone and biotin to support healthy hair, skin, and nails, and a blend of sea buckthorn fruit extract, pine bark extract, and vitamin C for antioxidants. This vegan natural health product provides beneficial ingredients for my skin, hair, and nails. So head to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and use promo code ARBON10 to get 10% off your Greens Gut Glow Bundle. That's jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and promo code ARBON10 gets you 10% off. Or just click the link in the show notes and get your Greens Gut Glow Bundle all in one click. Well, hello, Alison. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, hello. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, I'm so excited for our conversation today because I think it's one that is currently impacting many people, many of the listeners. And that is, I just realized I'm perimenopausal. Now what? As we all start, you know, advancing in our ages and and even menopause is starting to impact younger women year over year too so there might be some women out there who don't even realize that they are in perimenopause because they they don't think that they're old enough but maybe they are so so excited for you to you know chat obviously i just shared your wonderful bio with everybody so everyone kind of knows your credentials but what is it that you want people to know about you like tell tell us something that you want people to know about allison yeah thank you jessica i think you know i've i'm a very uh, caring person and i've worked in the health and wellness industry for over 30 years specifically working with women mm-hmm. uh, now that gives me such pleasure in really helping and supporting women specifically through the the menopausal years it just gives me such joy to really turn people's lives around because i'm a very much a believer in you know you should be happy we only have one life mm-hmm. uh, and it really is quite short so we really try and make the most of it and I live my life by that that rule that I try to embrace everything you know I don't 
say no to many things, even if I think, oh, I don't quite know if I fancy doing that, but I'll give it a go. So I'm very open to experiencing life and really trying to have uh, the best life that I can. And I really like to help women achieve that as well. That, that's what gives me great, great pleasure in my life. Apart from that, I'm a great scuba diver. I love being under the ocean. Beautiful scenery. In the, I mean, it's just fantastic. It's like another world. And I'm actually a beekeeper. I have uh, bees in, in the garden here in uh, Stockholm. So we have Excellent. all our uh, raw honey. So I'm very much into the outdoor life. How long have you been a beekeeper? I have been a beekeeper for, gosh, it's it's over eight, nine years now. We did, myself and my husband, we, we decided we wanted bees and we went and did a course. So we, we educated ourselves on how to be a beekeeper because, you know, there's a lot of things you need to know. And then we just bought the, the bees because you buy like a society. Mm-hmm. A queen and all of her crew, right? All of her crew, yeah. And and it, I mean, in the summer months, it, it's it's just fascinating, and and you create all, you know, the the society grows and grows and grows. So some years you can really get a lot of honey, and it's just so that raw honey, it's it's just so delicious. Oh my god, I I love honey, and yes, good quality honey is is very important. I learned very quickly that not all honey is created equal, and even when the, when the bottle says. 100% honey, it does not mean that it is because so many companies out there put filler in the honey to stretch it and 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 change it. So that's a whole other episode that we could probably talk <laughs> forever about bees, but what? Let, let's get into what we actually really want to share. And this is your story of how, you know, you decided to focus in on supporting women through, you know, this menopause phase of life. And I'm, and you have a personal story attached to this too, a little bit, right? So take us back, tell us more, and then we'll walk through this whole journey of menopause that some of us might be like, am I in menopause? Am I, am I not? What, what, what's going on here? (laughs) If we go back to when, when I was in my teenage years, I suffered from very bad acne which is hormone related. I mean, the puberty for, for, a, for a girl is really the first big hormonal change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the beginning, isn't it? You become fertile, you have periods, etc. But I started getting very bad skin. And I mean, that's terrible, isn't it? it, it it's hard enough being a teenager anyway. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're very self-conscious. And then all of a sudden your skin starts, you know, producing acne. And I did find it very difficult and it really knocked my self-confidence because it's just not nice, is it, having skin problems? So I did lots of research into hormones because I I wanted to be able to understand what was happening and put things in place rather than just having to take medication and and, using creams, etc. So that really sparked my interest for hormones and women's health. And I really did make a difference on my skin just through, you know, eating certain foods, really thinking about what I ate, lifestyle, and and what I put on my skin. And then I started, because of my interest in skin and women's health, I started working as an esthetician initially, really concentrating on women's skin. And that led me into the, the perimenopause and menopausal women's skin, because they Unfortunately, when we come into this age, we can develop acne again. We can develop pigmentation and, and, you know, many things on the skin, predominantly due to the lack of estrogen in in the skin and can be testosterone levels rise. So that really got me interested in, in women's health. But my personal journey was, you know, I saw 
But when I was growing up, I saw my mother and grandmother and all my close female family members really suffering through. I didn't I didn't really understand at such a young age what it was. But when I look back, like when I was in my 20s, I can remember, you know, reflecting and thinking, that's just terrible that, you know, these women have gone through this phase in their life without getting any support or any help and not really being able to talk about it. Because this was obviously in, in the UK and it was very much, you know, the, the British stiff upper lip and no, you absolutely do not hush, talk hush. about any. Yeah, hush, hush, exactly. <laughs> you don't talk about any sort of like female problems or, or issues. And I, my mother really suffered, you know, from hot flashes, my grandmother, you know, irritability, mood swings. And they didn't really get any help because, one, they didn't talk about it. And, and two, that, you know, it is getting better now, but there really wasn't that much, you know, help available then. It was just kind of just get on with it. And then when, I mean, this is what makes me smile is that, you know, I've worked specifically as a nutritional therapist with perimenopause and menopausal women. You know, I understand menopause very well. You know, I've, I've done a degree in nutritional science. And when I got into my mid forties and started having these, you know, the, the classic menopausal symptoms like your hot flashes, irritability, that was, that was terrible, mood swings, generally just not feeling yourself and, you know, bursting into tears for, for no apparent reason. And I didn't even then relate it back to that it could be the perimenopause. I just thought it was, you know, life, you know, you're busy, you're stressed, you know, things happen in your life. And I see this so much with women that they really don't, it, it's the last thing that you think it is. And when someone says to you, well, have you considered that you maybe are in perimenopause? No, 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 no. I can't possibly. I'm far too young. So it's for me, it was it was a, a real eye opener to think even somebody that you know works with this. I, I didn't. It wasn't my first thing that I thought. I thought, no, no, I'm too young. I can't possibly be in perimenopause. But but I was, you know. And and then when I started accepting this and doing things for my health and and working with this you know, then I start to feel much better. It's fascinating that even somebody who works in the field, works with women, works with the hormones, when you yourself start approaching this stage of life, the denial kicks in. Like it's, it's amazing how the brain works, right? Like you're around it, you know, you're, you're, you're fully engaged yet you show up at this stage and you're like, well, that can't be what's going on with me. No, no. <laughs> like the denial kicks in really hard. So yeah, what what were those kind of first sets of signs for you that you were perimenopausal? I think the first, the things that I've really, I mean, I'm still in perimenopause now, and the, the things, the symptoms that it's very individual, obviously, that I've really suffered with is brain flop, fog, okay. you know, or your brain just, it just doesn't work like it used to. Lack of concentration, irritability. I mean, I'm actually a very calm person, but when you come into perimenopause, you find yourself just getting really irritated over like By things that never used to bother you, but now it's just like, oh my goodness. Yeah, just really, so. like for example, my husband, you know, in the kitchen, maybe drinking a cup of tea and maybe slurping, <laughs> slurping a little bit. Just, it, you know, it's totally ridiculous, but it can really, really like get me irritable. Mm-hmm. But the best thing is to, I just, I know what it is. So I just kind of take a deep breath 
and, and move my way out of that situation. I just move out of the room. <laughs> okay, good note. I, I may become irritated with my husband's little tiny things very soon. Okay, noted. So once you kind of woke up to the fact that you were, yes, perimenopause has started for me, and then you just kind of acknowledged it. You, you said it got better because then you actually were in a position to do something about it. So other than like picking yourself up and moving to the other room when your your husband started to irritate you, what other things did you do? Yeah, I mean, diet, I'm a nutritional therapist, so I do practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I understand how people, how I should eat and I do eat very healthily, but there's certain things, you know, that you can add in to your diet to to help with the perimenopausal symptoms. I mean, you really have to, when you come into perimenopause, you have to look at it from all different angles. You have to look at lifestyle. You have to look at nutrition. You may be, you know, that obviously it's totally individual, but you maybe want to look at like hormone replacement therapy and also mindset. So it's kind of like the whole package. If you, even if you do the nutritional thing, which is brilliant and that will make a difference, you still really need to put the other pieces in place to get the whole, you know, to get everything working and, and feeling much better. So, so what I did, you know, I really increased my phytoestrogens because I already ate a, what research shows is for perimenopausal and menopausal women, if you eat a, a plant-based diet, I'm not, I'm not saying vegetarian but if you base your diet predominantly on plants so more of what we call a mediterranean style diet mm-hmm. you know where you're, you're eating lots of vegetables and fruits nuts and seeds or all your lovely healthy fats like your olive oil nuts and seeds avocados etc and then eating you know meat but they don't eat very much red meat they eat predominantly fish and, and, you know, your white meats like chicken occasionally and, and things like um, eggs. So that sort of diet always comes out top in research as being the, the best diet for perimenopausal, menopausal women. So it is more of a plant based diet. So I'm, I cut down a, a little bit on, on meat. Meat is a fantastic form of protein if you do eat meat, but you don't necessarily need to eat it every day. So cut down and ate more plant-based foods that I always like to say to my clients, try and eat 30 different plant-based foods every week. And that might sound like a lot, but it really isn't because in that bracket of plant-based foods, you know, it's nuts and seeds, it's all your vegetables, which there's there's many, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all your fruits and and, uh, legumes. So it's really, really easy. The more diversity that you can have in your diet, the better. That that is great for every bodily system, great for our gut bacteria. So you really need to just kind of look at your diet and think, okay, what am I eating Maybe I'm eating too much of that and I need more more of this. It's more about variety and cutting out. You know, I really not that I eat very many processed foods at all, but really cutting that out, because, again, that has been shown in research to really aggravate menopausal symptoms. So like the sugary, you know, highly refined processed foods are not a, a menopausal woman's friend. And then I actually, one big thing for me, and, and I see that in so many of my menopausal clients is that alcohol is not the friend of a menopausal woman. And unfortunately, I mean, I, I'm, I love wine and, you know, the weekends, nice to have a few glasses of wine. 
but it really isn't worth it because it just it affects your sleep you know it affects how you feel the next day it really messes with a menopausal woman uh, alcohol and that really is i mean there's many different metabolic processes that are happening but as we go into perimenopause there's a lot of metabolic changes and our body can't really process alcohol like it used to when we were younger mm-hmm. so you also like I had to accept that, you know, I'm not 20 anymore. My body can't process things. And you just have to be nicer to yourself. And I think accepting that and understanding that you can't behave the way that you did when you were younger because mm-hmm. you just can't you can't get away with it anymore. So it's, it's really taking better care of yourself and, and thinking about what you eat, thinking about what you're doing in your lifestyle you know, maybe exercising a little bit every day. It doesn't have to be hours and hours at the gym, but just movement, you know, going for a walk or doing a little bit of yoga, even if it's only 10 minutes a day, mm-hmm. that is so beneficial. I mean, exercise is beneficial for, for everybody, isn't it? But it really is beneficial for, for menopausal women. And I'm, I'm very strict with myself about doing strength training so lifting things, because as, as we come into perimenopause and, and menopause, we lose bone density. And muscle mass. Yeah, absolutely. Muscle mass as well. And one of the great things for bone density and muscle mass is to lift. You know, you have to do strength training, crucial for, for menopausal women, because we, we want to keep our bones and, and muscles strong. So there's so many different things, really, that I, I think to sum it all up, I really... Did, it, did an audit and thought, right, I have to look after myself even better now. Yes, it's so true that like once once you wrap your mind around around things, then the action steps seem so much easier because there's that acceptance, right? Like it's not like, oh, I'm getting old and therefore it's too late and it is what it is, but it's like, no, I'm aging and my body is changing. And so I need to do things differently at this age than I did at other ages to support the healthy lifestyle that, you know, I was able to do in different ways in my twenties or different ways in my thirties. Now you just need to support your healthy lifestyle in a whole new way as you're you're approaching upper forties and fifties. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I mean, it's so important to just denial is not denial is not your friend in this situation. I I take it. No, no, absolutely not. And, you know, none of us, we live in such an ageist society, don't we? None of us want to get old, which is ridiculous, really, because, you know, when you think of perimenopause, menopause, and then postmenopause, which is the phase, you know, when you've gone through this and you're not ovulating anymore, that is a it could be 30 plus years of a woman's life. So there's many, many years where you, you know, you've got this opportunity to have a fantastic life. So you really need to accept that that you're not 20 anymore, accept that you're going through menopause and and get the support and the information that you need. So you can feel fantastic because it, it, estrogen and progesterone, the, the hormones that decline when we come into perimenopause, you know, Estrogen is what we call a mother hormone. It is a crucial hormone for virtually every bodily system. We tend to always think of estrogen as being a sex hormone, but it isn't. I mean, estrogen, there's so many different processes that estrogen is needed for in the body. 
that's why, you know, our cardiovascular risk goes up, bone health. There's now a lot of talk that this is nothing really concrete in research, but the, the risk in dementia women when we we come into perimenopause and menopause goes up you know they see that women when they get older there's a higher rate of women that that get dementia than men so there's so many things that estrogen is crucial for which i don't think many people really understand we as as i was saying i think most people just think it is is the sex hormone but it is needed for so many other bodily processes and that's you know why when the the levels start to decline that these symptoms start to arise because it affects virtually all bodily systems yeah and and it's it's a your body is is a big machine and it needs to be looked at in totality right and it's just like oh that that piece of me is not working so well but that that's fine everything else no like if one thing's not functioning the ripple effect and the impact on the rest of the body is huge, especially as it relates to hormones, because those are kind of, those are the things that travel from your head to your toes. Yeah, absolutely. They're everywhere. They are little chemical messages, aren't they? That, that you go around, you know, messaging what your body should be doing. And, and they're very, you know, going back to when I was saying that I really suffer from like brain fog and concentration and there's loads of what we call estrogen receptors in the brain and when you haven't got that estrogen there these receptors you know that the the functions don't work like they should so you know it all makes sense when when you understand it but looking after yourself is, is crucial really making the time and I think in today's society we're all so busy aren't we you know we're all suffering from chronic stress and we're not sleeping and and it's just so detrimental for your health yeah so you mentioned obviously the three phases of menopause like perimenopause menopause and post on average obviously every single woman is going to be different on average you said that's decades like that could be like 10 years per phase potentially for some women like what are what are the what's kind of like the average starting point and end point of that whole journey on average, perimenopause starts at 45, menopause at 51, and then postmenopause is all of years after that, really. So, I mean, it can be, you know, we're living much longer than we used to. So it mm-hmm. can actually be 30, 40 years you've got in postmenopause. Some people do experience perimenopause younger. For it's, it's quite unusual under 40, but, you know, 40 plus, you can start feeling the symptoms of perimenopause. Absolutely. Which is so, which is such a challenging time for women because on one hand, they're still telling you that you're, you know, you're still able to bear children. Like there's so many 40 plus women who are having kids for the first time, you know, at 40, 42, whatever that is. Maybe there's definitely some help with them doing that, right? Through channels, but it's like, okay. But on the other side, they're like, okay, now you're in, you know, perimenopause things things are starting to shut down so it's also conflicting messages for women in their 40s yeah absolutely and I, I agree with you I think it's a very there's so much going on in a woman's life in her 40s isn't there you've, you've got 
you know, you've, you've maybe got a family at home, your, your parents maybe are getting older, so you've got, you maybe need to look after them more, you're, you've got a career, you know, you, you're the women, we're the carers, aren't we? We're looking after everybody. And then on top of that, you've started to develop these perimenopausal symptoms. It, it can just be, it become overwhelming, really mm-hmm. can be too much for women. I mean, the majority of clients that I see, normally when they come to me, they are overwhelmed and you know, they, they just don't know which way to go they don't know which way to turn because they're they're just exhausted because I mean another classic symptom of perimenopause is lack of sleep Mm. lack of sleep it it just triggers off this whole you know event of negativity because you're tired and then you you will crave carbohydrates preferably refined sugary carbohydrates because they'll give you quick energy and then if you're eating these sort of foods you maybe will put weight on which is another classic symptom of, of perimenopause so it just turns into this vicious circle so they really need someone like me to come in and say okay you know let's let's get this sorted and, and get you back on back on track okay awesome so for somebody in their 40s like myself, I'm, you know, 42, 43, depending on when this episode actually airs, we'll just just determine my age, but I'm in, I'm in that little bracket. What are some things that you would say, Hey, Jessica, these are the things that you should probably start maybe being a little bit more aware of as it relates to your body. Yeah. I mean, obviously being thinking about the symptom, if you've, if you've noticed any light and it can be very small changes, you know, in mood, as we were saying, mm-hmm. it's very typical that women can start putting weight on a, around the middle area. That's that's a and, and then the very classic symptom is the hot flashes. That that's like your your real classic that you're going in. You know, some sort of hormonal changes happening there. But I I would say to to somebody, you know, think really like we were saying, think about what you're eating and really try to remove all the processed refined sugary foods because they they just do not they're they're, majority of them don't have any nutritional value but they're not giving your body the the nutrition that it needs and a lot of perimenopausal women or women in in their early 40s you know you you need to look at like the or check that you've got enough vitamins and minerals you can do testing to really see what what is going on in your in your body iron for example is is a classic with a lot of perimenopausal women because you can get very heavy bleeding you can find that your periods all of a sudden will change and you'll you'll really experience quite heavy bleeding and you know what you you won't be as regular you you maybe will have like two periods in a month and then you won't have any for six weeks so that's another real classic sign of perimenopause but i think if you're feeling tired and you haven't got the energy that you used to have, I would recommend that you you talk to your doctor and you get your iron levels checked because that I see that in so many people that they're they're low in iron at that you know early forties. Yeah, and just acknowledging that even even though your body didn't you know in those younger years of eating some of those processed foods, it could handle it. The sh- the machine cannot handle it now, right? And that's what you just really need to acknowledge. Just because it was okay before doesn't mean that it's it's something that can be easily processed now. No, absolutely. And then again, going back to eating the, the metabolic changes, we become less in insulin sensitive when we our hormones start playing up around perimenopause and this can lead to insulin resistance and and insulin is 
what controls our blood sugar levels. So the, the changes in your metabolism due to perimenopause can really affect blood sugar levels. And again, that is, you know, what you were saying, Jessica, that is a, a real another reason why you should really think about what you're eating because your body can't process the refined sugary foods like it used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not that anyone in their younger generations should be eating sugary refined foods <laughs> either. Not that we're saying, Hey, it's, it, it's your 20. It's okay. You can eat it. No, but your body can probably handle it better than whereas your body is definitely not handling it well now. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I do absolutely do not advocate anybody <laughs> eating those sorts of foods. Definitely not. And I think that's, that's the challenge for most people is because in those younger generations and, and younger decades, it was fine. Like you, you hear about teenagers who can like eat all of this food and, and like, it's totally okay. But that's, that was, that's when your body is like processing that at such a fast rate, because there's all these other things going on in your body in those early puberty years. Right. So yeah, the body, the body is a magical thing, but it def definitely does change over time. Yeah, and we just need to look after it, don't we? I think, like, I, I totally agree with you that but with the body is an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. You think of the things that we do and the abuse and, and, you know, we don't sleep and we eat all these awful foods and we drink alcohol and we smoke and, you know, the body, all it is trying to do constantly is create homeostasis. So it's, mm -hmm. it's wants to just feel like on this balanced level and it's basically doing that all the time. And we're just throwing things at it to knock it off. Like here, catch this, catch that, catch this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Awesome. All right. So now what, what's going on with you in your phase of perimenopausal now? And you know, what, what are you really excited about as you move forward into the kind of the next, next phase of menopause for yourself? Well, I'm uh, 53 now, so I'm I'm still in perimenopause because you're not in perimenopause, as we were saying, from 45 up to 51. I'm 53. I'm still in it. It's very individual. But, but I feel great because I've, I've listened to what I've said. You know, I didn't need to go and get support from anyone else because, you know, you I'm a the support. <laughs> I'm a trained professional. So, you know, I really sat down with myself and said, okay, we're going to do this. And I'm going to really look at everything in my life and, and just be a bit nicer to myself. Mm -hmm. So I actually feel, feel great. And I, I'm really looking forward to the, the next phase of my life. So what it means when you're in perimenopause is you're still having a period. So when I haven't had a period for a year, then I can actually say that I'm in menopause. So it's kind of, I like to say, I'm kind of in the waiting room to go into <laughs> menopause because I'm still having menstruation every month, maybe a bit irregular now. You know, I, I don't know when that's going to happen, but I feel great and I feel very positive about the future and, and my health and how I feel. But, but that's because I've accepted it and made changes, you know, and I get so inspired by, you know, some older women that, you know, in, the, in their 60s, 65, that they've just got so much energy and, and sparkle and they start their own businesses and, you know, they're, they're really like prominent figures in the world. And I, I just think it's fantastic because it's, it's never too late. Yes, you're not going out to pasture. If this, is, this is still a prime time of life, even if it's a different time of life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, there's a, I think it's quite interesting. I get asked quite a lot about, you know, what, when we think of the humans and we think of evolution, 
you know, majority of animals, other animals, they, they don't really have menopause because they, they die. You know, they, they're fertile virtually all, the, all their life and, th and then they die. But human beings, we've developed this ability you know, if you think the reason that we're here really is to reproduce, isn't it? If you look at it in a very basic terms, mm -hmm. but we can actually now have many years of not being fertile. And, you know, why is that? Why, why is that happening in evolution? And there's many different theories, but I think one that, that maybe could be the, the, the reason is that you know we're all we're supposed to live in family groups aren't we and in a lot of societies now actually in parts of the world you know the the older woman is like that the she she looks after the whole village and she's really looked up to as being this like matriarch that that takes she's wise she looks after you know every not well, not just her but the older women they look after like the the children like the grandchildren so the other people can go out to work so i, I think for for society to be successful you know you need these like older women to look after the other people's children so these people can go out and, and be productive and you know in, in the old days it would be they'd go out and get food wouldn't they they'd, they'd provide the food for the for the village so it's, it's an interesting uh, subject and one thing as well that I've, I find fascinating is that you know killer whales yes, like the orcas yes. they actually do have menopause that they're the whales are the only like mammal that actually goes through a, a similar sort of menopause to a human being. And when the, the, the female orca, killer whale, goes through menopause, she then becomes the, the leader of what, what they call their pod. So it can be like 35, 40 whales, because she is the most knowledgeable. Uh, she knows where everything is. She knows to get around. She knows where the food and, and everything is. So she actually becomes the leader. Yeah, she's done that journey many, many times over her life. And so she is the knowledge base. Yeah. I love it. Love it. So yes, definitely, even at older ages, you can still be in the prime of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Life's for living, isn't it? It's just a, it's a new beginning. It's a different phase. We've, we have many different phases in our life. This is just the start of a new one. Love it. Excellent. Well, thank you, Alison, for joining me and sharing all of this. I hope all of our listeners took some really good information away. I know I did, as I am probably approaching those perimenopausal years myself. I'm going to keep a lookout on the brain fog and the irritability and my, my husband annoying me. So yeah, good. I think self-awareness is just the key thing that we at this age are need to do like just being very self-aware of you know who you are what's going on what's happening with you because women up until this point have been very outwardly focused on other people you know taking care of other people and so yeah ladies it is time to look inward and take care of yourself as you approach this phase of life because you need to pay attention yeah totally and and get the support that you need. Don't be afraid to ask for help because there's so many fantastic people out there that, that can really help you through this. So you don't have to be alone. There's, there's lots and lots of help out there. So just, just ask for support. Exactly. And on that note, where can people find you, Alison? Because you are an amazing support, support to women in this space. So people want to reach out to you if they want to book it to some time with you, they want to see more of your work, where can they find you? 
Yeah, I think the the best place is is through my website, which is Alison Blard, and that's B L A D H dot com. And on that website, there's there's lots of information. All my social media links are there, and I also have a resources page where you can download. There's lots of, of different eBooks on you know if you want to improve your hair health or skin health or, or you know all to do with perimenopause and menopause. Lots of recipes and meal plans and everything. So. You know, if any of your listeners wants to download from there, please, please feel free. So, and I'm on all uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or all, all the, the all the Alice, things. All the things. Find me, Alison Blard. You'll find me on them. Excellent. Oh my goodness, Alison, thank you so much for joining me today. I know I learned a lot, so I hope you all did too. And so, if this p- episode resonated with you, please give it a like, a share, drop us a comment, or if you know somebody who this is currently happening to or potentially soon to be happening to, please, please, please share this episode with them. It may help them figure out their own. Now what? Thanks, Allison, so much for joining me. And we will see you all again next week for another episode of I Just Blank. Now what? Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank? Now what? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do how to move forward and help you answer, now what? See you on the next episode.